Now we're going to be in Masechta's Tainus, and as background to this Masechta, we know there's a special mitzvah saseh to be mispal, and to blow the chatzaytzerus whenever a major tzara befalls at Sibor. As we see from the Pasuk in Bamidbar, Perak Yud, Al-Hatzar Hatzayrer Eschem Bahari Oisem Bechatzaytzerus. The purpose of these tzaras, many times, is to signal Klal Yisrael they are doing something wrong. So if they don't do tshuva, Hashem will bring more tzaras, as we see from Vayikra Chavav. Vahalachtem imi bekeri, vahalachti gamani imachem bechamas keri. However, the Rabbanan were geyser, that in order to do tshuva during these times of tzara, Klal Yisrael should fast and be mispal on special days, typically following the cycle of Bahab, three fasts, Monday, Thursday, and again on Monday. This Masechta deals with Tanesim, fast days, which were kept when these tsaras befalling the Klal, when there were tsaras befalling the Klal, and when no rain fell during the winter season. On the note of rain, the Masechta begins with the halachas of mentioning rain in our tefillahs. And with this, let us begin Me'emasai Maskirin Gvurais Gishamim from Daf Bey's Amar Aleph, the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, From when do we mention Gvurais Gishamim, Mashiv Haruach Agasha? Rabbi Eliezer says, we begin mentioning it on the first day of Sukkot. Rabbi Yeshua says, we begin mentioning it on the last day of Sukkot, meaning Shmini Atzeres. Since as we learn from the Gemara in Sukkah, Daf Chavches, it's a simon klala if it rains on Sukkot. So why should we ask for it at the beginning of Sukkot? We rather wait to the end. Rabbi Yehuda says, the Shatz, who damns Mutzaf, in Shman Esrei, on Shmini Atzeres, is the first to mention Mashiparuach, not the Yachid, who damns Shachras. And the Gemara says, In Brachas we learn that we mention for the powers of rain in Tchias HaMesim, the beginning of Shemona but we ask for rain in Birchas HaShanim, the Saint Talamater, and we also say Havdalah in Chaynin Hadas. So in other words, there's a difference between when we mention the powers of rain, that's the beginning of Shemona but we ask for rain in Birchas HaShanim. The Pasuk says in Kriyashma, Ula Avdai Bechol This tells us that we're supposed to pray to Hashem. Right after that, it says, V'nasati mitar artzacha. So we see that tefillah and rain are connected, teaching us that we should mention Gishamim in our tefillahs. And the Gemara says there are three keys that are in the hands of Hashem and are not entrusted to any shliach. Number one, the key of rain. Number two, the key of childbirth. And number three, the key of tchias hamesim. Some add a fourth thing, the key of parnasah. Just like the lulav and esrug need water to grow and are taken in the morning, so too the world needs rain, and we begin mentioning this in the morning. And according to Rebbe we begin it on the first day of Sukkot, just like we take the lulav on the first day of Sukkot, where Maskirin Kishamim on the first day of Sukkot. But Yeshua has an issue with this, since it's a simon klala if it rains into our Sukkah. Rebbe answers that on day one of Sukkot, we're not asking for it, we're just saying shvach to Hashem for rain. We don't begin actually asking for it till December when we say Vesein Telemater. It's interesting to note that the Yerushalmi says we begin in Musaf versus Shachris on Shemini Atzeres, since it's a requirement that the Shamas is Machris, the fact that we're beginning Mashiv Haruach Amoridagasha. And in Shachris, you're not allowed to be Mafsik Bein Geula Latfila. Therefore, he cannot be Machris. Therefore, instead, we push it off till Musaf, where he is able to be machers before Musaf. Lahalacha, we begin Mashiv Ruach Moradagasha on Shmini Atzeres in Musaf, and we end with Shachras on the first day of Pesach. 
The Midik Svardas, that in Musaf on Shmini both the Kohal and the Chazan begin in Musaf. Before the silent Shmona Esrei, the Shamas gives a clap, and everyone begins it at that time. In Nusach Ashkenaz, regarding Mashi Paruach and Gashem, on Shmini it's the same. But on Pesach, since Ashkenaz says nothing in the summer, versus Svard, who says Mard Hatal, so in the silent Shmona Esrei in Musaf, they still say Mashi Paruach and Gashem, but it's the Chazan who begins to delete it. Daf Kimmel. Rain in the summer is also a simen klola. And we say that there's a machlekes, how many days were benissa chamayim? Either one, two, six, seven, or eight days. We know halacha l'mayishim Sinai, the mitzvah of taking the arava around the Mizbech in the Beis Hamigdash, was along with the nisach chamayim. Today we do hoshanas, which are a zecher to this particular mitzvah of taking the arava around the Mizbech. Tana. Betal uveruchais loichaibu chachamim lahaskir, v'imbala haskir maskir. There was a chiv to mention rain in our tefillas, but saying tal is optional. This may explain the difference between Nusach Svard and Nusach Ashkenaz in the summer, that only Nusach Svard says Marid Hatal. But Nusach Ashkenaz says nothing. The reason this is optional is since Hashem never withholds tal from the world versus rain, which he sometimes does withhold. Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, until he received his smicha, he was called just ben Becerra by his father's name. The Gemara says, just like it is impossible for the world to survive without winds, it's impossible to survive without Klal Yisrael. Rav Hanina says that if in the summer a person says just mashiv haruach, he does not need to read Davin, since wind is never withheld. But if a person says merit hagashem, then we're machzirun, I say. We our machzer him, we make him go back and say it again because it's a simon klola if it rains in the summer. If in the winter he forgot geshem, we're also machzer and I say. And the Gemara says that there are different types of rains, heavy versus light, for example, which are good for different types of crops. Snow on mountains is as beneficial as five rains in a valley. Daftalat. A young Talmud Chacham, a tzurvei merabanan, is similar to a seed beneath the earth. It starts small and keeps on growing. If you see a young Talmud Chacham getting excited, then it's the Torah in him that makes him fiery. In other words, we have to be done him lekavschos. Although a Talmud Chacham must be tough, but he should deal with people with gentleness. Three people made improper requests to Hashem, requests that were Shaloi Kahaygen, Eliezer Eved Avram, regarding the wife for Yitzchak, Shaul Ben Kish, and Yiftach Hayilodi. Hashem answered the first two. He gave Eliezer Rivka, and he brought David to marry Shaul's daughter, but for Yiftach, he didn't answer with a favorable response. Rav Chizda says, even though we stop mentioning rain the first day of Pesach, we keep asking for it until the end of Pesach, as well as the St. Talamata. Rabbi Yechanan says, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, that we begin mentioning Mashi Paruach for rain on Shmini Atzeres, but we begin asking for rain, in other words, the St. Talamata, on Zion Cheshvan. But both Mashiv Ruach and Vesein Talamater end on the first day of Pesach. In general, we wait until Zion Cheshvan to begin saying Vesein Talamater in Eretz Yisrael, since we, we worry for the safety of those returning from the Alil Regal after Yantif, those who return from the Beis Hamigdash back to their original homes. Tafei, the Mishnah. Until when will we ask for rain? Rabbi Yehuda says, until Pesach is over, and Rameir says, until the whole month of Nisan passes. And the Gemara says, In the days of Yoel Hanavi, a miracle happened, and the whole year's worth of crop 
grew in just 11 days, via the rains that began on Hay Nisan. As we see from David HaMelech, Hazorim Bedima Berina Yiktsoiru. With tears they planted, but in happiness they harvested. Hashem told Klal Yisrael that he's also in Gaulus, and he won't enter Yerushalayim Shalmala until Klal Yisrael comes back to Yerushalayim Shalmata. The Averis of Avedazara carries a double dimension of bad. Number one, it's an abandonment of Hashem, and number two, it's like going to bad wells. Shmuel HaNavi was nifter when he was only a young 52 years old, but he looked very old. He was compared to Moshe and Aaron, and he was able to extend the life of Shaul HaMelech. A person should not talk while he's eating, since it's Zakana. Rabbi Echanan said, Yaakov Avinu lay meis. Just as his children will always live, he will always live. In other words, his kids were all tzaddikim. And finally, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yitzchak gave Rabbi Nachman a bracha that all of the trees planted from you should be just like you, full of taira, Aisha and Bonim. Dafof. V'nasati mitar artzachem b'tayrael malkash. If you keep the mitzvahs, you will get yoreu malkash in the proper time. According to Rameir, the first rains in Cheshvan are on day 3, 7, and 17 of the month. Rabbi Yehuda says, day 7, 17, and 23 of the month. Rabbi Yaisi says, which is how we passed day 17, 23, and 30. 30 meaning Rosh Chaydesh Kislev. And the Yechidim don't begin fasting until Rosh Chaydish Kislev, the Raviri Shaina, comes without rain. People besides Aniyim are allowed to take olives, Leket, Shikha, Upeya, from when the second rains come, and the Aniyim have already passed through. The Gemara says everyone is allowed to go through another person's field as a shortcut until the second rain, until the Raviya Shaniya. What is the Lushan Raviya that we've encountered? here regarding rain. I think of our answers, it's that it impregnates the earth, so it will give forth plants. If a lot of rain comes in Cheshvan and Kislev, it's not good to have more rain in Tevis. And finally, the Gemara says, Me'emasai mevarchen ala gishamim, mishiyatza chasan likras kala. When you've had enough rain, you make a special bracha in Eretz Yisrael, but not in Chutzlaretz. Daf Zayin. Rabbi said, the day of rain is greater than that of Tchias HaMesim, since rain helps both the Rishayim and the Tzadikim, while Tchias HaMesim helps only the Tzadikim. Rabbi Yosef says that they're both equal. Rabbi Yehuda says that the day of rain is equal to the day of Matan Taira. And Rav says it's greater than the day of Matan Taira. And the Pshat is that rain is based on Bitachan, like the words of Taira. Kolo Isaac B'Tara Lishma, Taira Kesam Chaim. V'chol Kasamavas. person who doesn't, it becomes like a Samavas. This doesn't mean Stam Shalelishma, but only if a person learns to be cynical and to shlug up Tyra, as Taisva says, that's when it becomes a Samavas. But Stam, if a person doesn't learn Tyra Lishma, it's not a Samavas. It may not be a Samachayim, but it's not a Samavas. And the Gemara says, just like if you take two knives and rub them together, they sharpen each other, so too do two Talmidei Chachamim in learning together Bechavrusa sharpen each other. And the same that you, why you need logs and fire to create a big fire. In other words, it's better to learn a Bechavrusa than just be a Chidus. Just like you need logs and fire to create a fire, and one alone is not enough. The same thing is true with two people learning individually. It's better that they learn together. Many times, one learns more from his Talmidim than his Rabbeim, since Talmidim asks good questions. And the Gemara says that Torah is compared to water, since it leaves high places to go to lower places. 
so too Torah only survives with people who are humble. And Torah is compared to Mayim, Yayin, and Cholof, which can only be stored in barrels, not in expensive vessels, i.e. gold and silver vessels where it cannot survive. Same is true with Torah. Torah only lives with humble people. Also, just like these three liquids get spoiled, Behesachadas, if you don't watch them, something can get in and spoil it. So to Tyra, if you don't hazard it, you can forget it. In other words, as we say, Divrei Tyra ein mishtakhin ala behesachadas. The words of Tyra are forgotten only through inattention. And as we know from the Gemara in Chagiga Daftas, that a person who repeated his learning a hundred times is not to be compared with a person who repeated his learning a hundred and one times. In other words, Chazara is very important. Withholding of rain happens at a time that Hashem wants to destruct the world due to Avedizara and Averis. And Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi says, speaking Lashon Hara brings droughts. Others say Azuz Panim, brazenness, prostitution, causes droughts. Others say that not learning enough Torah, laziness, also causes droughts. Anyone who has Azuz Panim, brazenness, it's mutter to call him a Russia and even to hate him. To get back rain after Hashem withholds the rain, the best way to get it back is to be marba b'tefillah. And finally, the Gemara says one must organize his Mishnayas and learn them well to create a foundation for delving into the Gemara. And we know that some of the Tanayim and Amorayim used to review Mishnayas 40 times before they learned on further and before they darshaned it. Tafchas. A Rebbe must smile on his Talmud so he'll have a taiva to learn more. And the Gemara says, if Yechidim are mispal for rain and it doesn't come, they should go to the Chassid Hadar and be mispal together with him. Rava says, two Talmidei Chachamim in one city that don't get along in Halacha have HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wrath upon them. Reish Lakish says that at the end of days, the animals will come to the Nachash and each will have something to say to the Nachash. The lion and the wolf will say, you know, we kill, but we have the benefit of eating the victim's flesh. But what about you, the Nachash? You just inject venom. What hana do you get by just injecting the venom? You don't even get to eat the animals. So the Nachash answered, Ask the Baal Lashon Hara what hana he gets when he speaks Lashon Hara. The Gemara says that a person's tefillah is only accepted if his nefesh is carried in his hands. In other words, he has kavana. He has kavana. Ein tefillase shal adam nishmas, elaim kein mesim nafshay bechapwe. The Gemara says rain comes in the schus of honest people. And Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Kal ha-matzdik es atzmai lemata, matzdikin aisei hadin milamala. If a person does good down here, Hashem takes care of him up there to ensure that he remains pure. Omar Rival, Kal ha-sameach bi surin shabayin alav, mevi Yeshua li-aylam. And the Gemara says, Ein ha-bracha mitsuya le-bedavra ha-shakol, le-bedavra ha-modud, le-bedavra ha-monoi, le-bedavra ha-somei mina-ayin. Bracha is only found on hidden things, not on things that are obvious. In the days of Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmeni, there was no food, and there was a plague. So he said they should be mispal for the food first, since you can't be mispal for two tsaras at once. In the days of Rabbi Zerah, there was a decree of Shmad, so it was hard to even fast if they had wanted to. And the Gemara says, if rain falls on Arab Shabbos, it's not good, since it keeps people from shopping and preparing for Shabbos. If the sun shines on Shabbos, that it's a gift for the poor, because they can relax on that day. Rabbi Yitzchak says, a day of rain is a big bracha, 
since even the money in your pocket increases. In other words, when there's buying power in the world, it's better for everyone. When one begins to measure Maisris, he says a tefillah to Hashem to ask for a bracha. But he must ask for the bracha before he measures it. And when it rains, even the armies stop fighting. And finally, the Gemara says that rains are held back if people make big tzedakah pledges in public, i.e. to show off, and then they do not fulfill these pledges. Taftes. The Pasuk in Dvarim, Perak Yudalad, says, Aser ta'aser. Aser b'shvil shetisasher. A person needs to take off one-tenth of his grains, and if he does, he will get rich. Taisva says that if that, that the mitzvah of meiser isn't only for grains, but also meiser kesafim, that each person should give one-tenth of his income to tzedakah. Hashem will reward you in the future, as we learned from the Pasuk in Malachi, Perak Gimel, you'll have so much, you'll, until the point that you say, okay, it's enough already. The Gemara says, Klal Yisrael had three great leaders, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, and three great gifts were given via them, Be'er, Onan, and Mon. When Miriam died, there was no more Be'er Mayim. This happened on Yud Nisa. When Aaron died, the Anani HaKavod left us. This was on Rosh Chaydish Av. And when Moshe died, they all vanished. This was on Zion, Odor. Parnasa only comes in the schus of the Rabbim. Gemara says that Hashem creates special private clouds to feed each tzaddik's crops. Eating too many dates are like knives into the stomach, and one can get diarrhea from that. Rabbi Yezra says that all rain originates in the ocean, and the salt evaporates once it gets up into the clouds. Rabbi Yeshua says rainwater originates from the Mayim Halyayim, from the heaven. And finally, Gemara says the day of rain is like the day that the world was created. Dafyud. Eretz Yisrael has four milas over the rest of the world. Number one, it was created first. So it's the Iker and Chutzlaretz is the Tafel. Number two, Eretz Yisrael gets rain from Hashem himself, versus in Chutzlaretz where Ashliach brings the rain. Number three, Eretz Yisrael gets the Iker rain, and the leftover goes to Chutzlaretz. And finally, Eretz Yisrael gets rain first, then the rest of the world gets rain. Dark clouds have more water in them than light clouds, and Gan Eden receives its rain before the rest of the world. The Gemara says that Mitzrayim is 400 parsois by 400 parsois large, and that's 1 60th the size of Kush, and Kush is 1 60th the size of the rest of the world, the Mishnah. The third day of Cheshvan, Rameyer says, we begin saying the Saint Halamatah. Rabbi Gamliel says, we begin saying it on the seventh day of Cheshvan, 15 days after Sukkot, so that the last person should be able to get home before the first rain begins. This is referring to the people who went to be Aliyah Laregel. And we say, Yisrael pras. So the last person should be able to get back to where he lived. And the Gemara says, Amr Rebbe Lozer, Halacha Kerebbe Gamliel. And we say that we begin saying with Saint Halamatar on the seventh day of Cheshvan. However, this is only true for Eretz Yisrael. In Chutzlaret, we begin saying the Saint Halamatar 60 days after the beginning of, of Tkufas Tishrei. This is the Shitas Chananya. Rav says we begin saying it on the 60th day, and Shmuel says we begin saying it on the 61st day, and this is how we Pascha. The explanation to this is very simple. Our solar year of 365 days has four Tkufas. The Tkufas Tishrei, in other words, the autumnal equinox begins on September 21st. But in Halacha, it begins on October 7th. 
So 60 days after October 7th is December 5th. We begin with Marav the night before, which is the Marav on the night of December 4th. However, in the winter which precedes a secular leap year, we begin in Marav of December 5th, one day later. This, for example, was the case this year. We had an extra day on February 29th, which was February 29th, 1992. So we began the same Talamatar on December 5th at night, one day later than we normally do, which is December 4th at night. If you take a look in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, he cites the dates of December 3rd in a regular year and December 4th in a leap year, which is a day earlier than we do it today. The reason behind this is based on a rule about secular leap years that very few people know. It's common knowledge that every four years we add an extra day to February. Like in 1988, in 1992, we add February 29th. However, in three out of every four century years, we skip a leap year. So, for example, in 1892 was a leap year, 1896 was a leap year, but in 1900 there was not a leap year. So in 1700 there was no leap year, in 1800 there was no leap year, and in 1900 there was no leap year. Since in the year 1900 we skipped a leap year, that moved the cycle up from the December 3rd, 4th dates that the Kitzur Shachan mentions to the December 4th, 5th date that we practice today. Incidentally, there's nothing to worry about for the upcoming 21st century. As we said, only three out of four century years we skip leap years, but in the year 2000 we will add an extra day in February, so that's not going to change the days of the St. Telemata. What if one forgets to say the St. Telemata? If he remembers in the middle of Baruch Aleinu, then he should say it then. If he's concluded the bracha, then he should say it in Shema Kaleinu. But if he completed Shema Nasrei, and then he remembered, then he has to go and repeat Shema Nasrei. What if one is in the Supik, if he said the St. Telemata or not? Then it depends. If it was within the first 30 days that we began saying the St. Telemata, in other words, sometime in December, before January 7th, then he must go back and repeat Shema Nasrei. Since at this point... He wasn't used to saying the same Telemotor yet. So Mistama, if he doesn't remember saying it, he probably didn't say it. However, if it's after 30 days already, then he is likely to be more used to saying the same Telemotor because he's already been saying it for 30 days. In that case, he probably did say the same Telemotor if he's not sure, and he does not have to go back and say it again. To get around this issue, we can invoke the Eitzah of the Chayyadam. This is simply to say the words, Yes, call me Neis Vuasal Tevav, Saint Talamat Lebracha Al Pneha Adama, 90 times to yourself. On the date where we begin saying the Saint Talamatar, if you say it 90 times quickly to yourself, over a 15 20 minute period, then it's considered like you're used to it already. And number one, given that you're already used to it, the odds are you're not going to forget to say the Saint Talamatar. But number two, if you're a if you forgot it, then you don't have to go back, because we say, if you've said it already 90 times, it's as if you're used to it, and shkura b'ficha, then you would not have to go back and say it again. The Mishnah. If the first rains in Eretz Yisrael have not come by Yud Zayin Cheshvan, this is according to a mayor, then the Yechidim start to fast Bahab. They fast the three days, and they fast during the day only. If Roshchidosh Kislev comes, and there's still no rain, then the Bezdin is Gezer Tanesim for the entire Tzibor. And this is again Bahab, three days, Monday, Thursday, and Monday, and you only have to fast during the days, not at night. The Gemara says these Yechidim that we're referring to when we say that the Yechidim begin to fast Bahab are referring to the Lahamide Chachamim. And the Gemara says you never begin Tanesim on Thursday, but you always begin it Monday. That's Bahab, Monday, Thursday, and then Monday. But you never start Thursday, Monday, Thursday, since the merchants will end up raising prices. Why is this so? 
because Thursday night there'll be a run on all the stores because people will have to go buy not only for Shabbos, but will have to buy to break their Tanesim as well because we didn't want them to raise their prices. We were Masaka that we always begin the fast days on Monday. Tainis Yechidim will not be Deicha Rosh Chedesh or special days. The Gemara says that a person is considered a Talmud Chacham if you can go and ask him in any Masechta and he can answer it. If someone began a Tainis for a Chayla or a Tzara and the person got better, then he has to begin the Tainus anyways. And he has to complete the Tainus anyways. Once he's began it, he has to complete it. A traveler from a city that they don't fast, and he goes to a city that they do fast, then he has to fast, so as not to cause machlaikas. Vice versa, he also has to fast, because that's his minak. Amar Eloi, Shnei talmidei chachamim shemahalchin baderach, ve'en b'neihem divrei taira, ru'uyin lisaraf. Any two talmidei chacham that are going on the road, and do not speak Taira, then they were Uyin, they were Uyin for punishment. But this is only true in the case of Chazara. But they're really not supposed to learn Iyan when they're on their way, because Iyan is very complicated, and it's better not to do that when, when people are traveling, because they need to watch the road. And the Gemara relates a story regarding Elisha, that Elisha was saved from being burnt. Why? By the fact that he was discussing Taira with Eliyahu on the way. Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz, Zechariah Lebracha, the Rosh Hashiv of Mir, said, he was Medayak from this Gemara, that his Savior wasn't the Torah that he was learning, but rather the communication and the discussion of Torah between him and Eliyahu. He's Medayak this because the, the Gemara says, the Ein Beinehem Divrei Torah. So the key to it is not that it's Torah, but it's the fact that it's Beinehem, that they were discussing it. This, of course, is the merit for people learning together and sharing Torah with one another. Large steps, the Gemara says, Psiya Gasa, take a person's one hundred one five hundredth of a person's vision away from him. This is, of course, only an Eitzah, but it's not a Halacha. However, on Shabbos, it's better for a person not to take large steps unless he's running on his way to Shul. The Gemara says that a person should go out of the city when it is still light outside and not go out when it's dark, and he should also come in when it's still light because otherwise it could potentially be a Sakana if he travels at night. And finally, the Gemara says a person shouldn't eat a lot before traveling since the rocky trip going along the road will make digestion hard on him. Dafyudalf. Whoever suffers along with its seabor in Tanesim will be saved from a Misa Mishuna. If a person is parish Minatsibor and he does not suffer with the Tzibor, then he won't benefit from the Nechama of the Tzibor. Through the Melchemes Amalek, Moshe sat on a, on a stone, but he did not sit on a pillow. This was to participate in the Tsar that all of Claudius Yisrael was having. So, too, a regular person should not live in too much comfort, even in privacy, if everyone else is suffering. There are two malachim who always accompany a person, and they come to testify in Shemayim. One of the malachim is good, and one of the malachim is bad. Ki malachav yitzavelach. Ke'lamunav the Pasuk, which we say by an ovel. Just like Hashem punishes a rasha in Eilam Haba, Hashem punishes a tzaddik in this world for even a small avera. So we'll have a clean slate when he gets to Elam Haba. This explains why we see Tzadik Veraulai, sometimes that there are bad things that happen to Tzadikim. Shmuel says that a person who stam fasts for no reason is called a Chaita, since he doesn't enjoy what Hashem gave him in this world. He's fasting, he doesn't enjoy the food. Rebbe says that he's considered a Kaddish, and Reish Lakish says that he's considered a Chassid. Amr Abirmiya Baraba, Ein Tainis Tzibur Bebovel, El Atishabov Bilvad. Besides Yom Kippur, the only tainus that you must begin the night before, and not in the morning, and the only tainus that you have to refrain from the Ilas HaSandal, is Tishabov. All the other tainus begin by day, and you do not have to refrain from all the special Inuyim.
And finally, Rav Huna asks, is there such a thing as a tainus shos? In other words, can a person get credit for fasting a partial day tainus, although he wouldn't say anenu? Or is there no such a thing as a tainus shos? And you either have to fast the whole day, or you get no credit for the fast day at all. The Hilchasam Paskin that there is such a thing as a tainus shos, that a person can fast a part of a day, a person will get credit for this part of a day, and if a person does this, he is allowed to say anenu. Dafyud base. Shmuel said that any tainus that you were not makabel before the day started cannot be counted as a tainus. And we say, but the halachas, the chumras that we said regarding anenu, only apply to a shliach tzibor. But a yachid who inserts anenu in mincha into shmakolenu, he's allowed to say it even if he isn't completing a full tainus. So let's say, for example, a person fasts on a day like Erev Rosh Hashanah, and he's going to daven mincha at one o'clock. At that point, he could say anenu in Shmakalenu, and then he can break his fast, because he's only fasting a half a day, and that tainus is still considered a good half-day tainus. For the beginning of a tainus, a person can eat up to the point of Amuda Shachar, but not after that. This is Shitas Revi. This is how we paskin today. If someone is Mesupik, if he was Makabal, a tainus Yachar, or a tainus Tzibor, he must take on the Chumrah of tainus Tzibor, and be Machmer Lagabi Ne'ilas Hasandol, the Mishnah. If the first three tanesim, the Bahab passed, and still there was no rain, then Mesakin, three new tanesim. But these are considered Osur Bechamesh Inuyim, and they begin the night before. If this doesn't work either, then they add an additional seven tanesim. This brings the total to thirteen. And on these they blow Shaifer, and they also close many of the stores. If these don't work either, then they cut back on all different types of simcha, for example, no marriages, building, or greeting people. Dafi Anything that is done bedin ovel, like a person is in ovel, or it's tishabav, then a person is not allowed to wash with warm or cold water. Any tanesim that are done bedin tanuk, that a person wants to deny pleasure, like a tainus tzibur, that only bechamen is asr, but to wash bedsainen is mutter. Anyone who is tamay for tuma or nida, when the tefillah shal mitzvah comes along, they can be tevel as normal, even if this is tishabav or yom kippur. Reb Chanina disagrees and says that it's Osir. Today this Kula is not Nageya since we don't have a true concept of Tefillah Shal Mitzvah anyways. A girl who is a Nara and is Isaac potentially in getting married, if she becomes an Oval, there are certain Kulas for her and she's allowed to do Kulas like Rechitza or fixing her hair, for example, so she can retain her attractiveness. We say that an Oval is Osir in Rechitza's Kol Gufay, Ben Betsainen, Ben Bechamin, all the days of Shiva. But it's mutter to wash the hands, the feet, or the face in cold water, but not in hot water. Anointing is asr, and so is washing of clothes. The tefillah of Anenu and Shmona Esrei and Atainis by Ashliach Tzibor is said, Ben Goyal Lereife, in a special bracha. But a private person says it in the middle of Shmakalenu and does not add a special bracha. The table from the shul was brought out to the street, on the last of the seven Tanesim, but not on the first six. We say that a Yochid says Anenu in the middle of the bracha of Shmakaleinu, but the Shatz says it in a special bracha between Rifa'enu and Goyal. For certain things we're allowed to make Hasra with a Shafer, even on Shabbos. These are major cases, like if an army surrounds a city, a city is flooded, or a boat is about to sink, then you're allowed to make this Hasra even if it's Shabbos. In the days of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, there were some very big tsaras. So he was geyser, 13 tanesim, 
and the tsara still didn't stop. So they said that for rain, we never go beyond 13 Tanesim. Once we do the 13, that's it. But for other tsaras, like the one in the days of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, there was a Havamina to be Matriach, the Tzibor, to fast more than the 13 Tanesim. The Gemara says that these Minhagim of 13 Tanesim only apply in Eretz Yisrael, but Bizman Hazah, we handle each situation on a case-by-case basis. If a specific community needs rain in the summer, for example, like Ninveh, they should ask for it in Shemana Esrei, but they should ask for it in Shema Tfila, not in Barech Aleinu or in a special bracha. An Adam Chashev is not allowed to be Neifel Panim, or put on sack, unless he is certain that Hashem will accept his Tfilas like Hashem accepted Yehoshua's Tfilas. And finally, the Gemara says that in the end of days, Klal Yisrael, who is now abused, will get respect from the Goyim. Melachim will show respect by standing up, and noblemen will show respect by bowing down, each acceptable to their appropriate means. Dav Tesvav. Reb Nachman bar Yitzchak said, Hashem promises Oira v'Simcha in the future. Not everyone will get Oira, and not everyone will get Simcha. Tzadikim will get Oira, and Yisharim will get Simcha. As we see from the Pasuk, Oira Zaruel HaTzadik will Yishrelev Simcha. Rashi explains that Or is the lower level of light, this goes to the Tzadikim, and Simcha is the higher level, that goes for the Yisharim. The Rashba says that Tzadikim are more Chashev, therefore you switch them around. This marks the end of the first parak. Now let's begin the second parak of Masechta, Tainus, Perak, Seder, Taniyas, Ketzad, the Mishnah. On the seven major Tanesim for rain, after we've done already the first six, they take out the Aaron Kaidish into the center of the city, and ashes are placed on the Teva and on everyone's head. The elder of the city says words of inspiration, the Kiru Levavchem, tear open your hearts and improve your actions, as well as other Cyrus regarding Tshuva. The Baltfila should be someone who himself suffers. In the Shemona Esrei, the Baltfila says the 18 regular brachas, plus he adds six additional special brachas, as well as other tefillas that ask for Hashem to remember them and bring rain. The Mishnah brings a Maisa of Rabbi Chalafta, where they said, Baruch Shem Kfad outside the Beis HaMikdash, which was controversial, because we know normally we only said that inside the Beis HaMikdash, regarding the end of a bracha. The Kohanim, who were part of the Mishmar during the Avodah for that week, we know that there were 24 Mishmarais during the course of the year. They were divided up by weeks. And within each particular Mishmar, there were specific Bate Avas. Bate Avas divided up the week by days. And each Beis Av handled a different day of the week. So the Kohanim, who were part of the Mishmar during doing the Avodah that week, they were given lenient requirements regarding these Tanesim, since they had to be strong enough to do the Avodah for that week. The Kohanim of the weeks of the Mishmar can drink wine at night, but they cannot drink wine during the day since they're on call all of that week. And they may have to be called to do the Avaida. And we know that Kohanim are not allowed to drink wine before they do the Avaida. But the specific Anshe Beisav of that day cannot drink wine of that day or that night because it's pretty good odds that they're going to be called during that day. During the days of Megillus Tainus, these were special days of Simcha due to Nisim that happened during Klal Yisrael, these days are Asr Behefsid Ubatainus. Excuse me, they're also behespid ubatinus. Today, the only days that we've kept in Megillus Tainus that fall into these categories are Hanukkah and Purim. The Mishnah says that we don't begin a Tainus cycle on a Thursday, but rather we only begin it on Monday, Bahab, since it would drive the market prices up if it would begin on Thursday. 
because then on Thursday people will be going out to buy food for both Shabbos and Tanaisa. And finally, the Mishnah says we are not geyser, a tainus, on Rosh Chodesh, Chanukah, and Purim. However, according to Rameir, if a tainus falls on Erev Shabbos, for example, on those days Tishabah was able to fall on Erev, tainus, on Erev Shabbos, then we do not fast. Today, in fact, the only tainus that's able to fall out on Erev Shabbos is Asar Batavis, and if it does, we do fast on Erev Shabbos, and we do not push it off, or push it back, for that matter. The Gemara says we first put ashes on the dignitary's head, then we put it on the heads of regular people, so that the dignitary should be mispal first. When we give a bracha, we give it to the gadol first, then we give it to a cut. But if we're giving a kola, we, be give it, we be first give it to the people with lesser prestige, then we give it to the tzaddikim. Why did they go out into the street? Why didn't they do this whole ceremony inside of the shul? And we say we go and bring it out into the street to embarrass themselves in public, or we say to create a form of golos to make people do tshuva. The Gemara says we put ashes on the Aaron Kaidish to show that Hashem also has tsar when we have tsar. As we, as we see from Tehillim, Kapitel Tzadik Aleph, Imai Anoichi Batsara. And we use ashes to remember the Afare Shel Yitzchak. That's why we use ashes and not something else. Rabbi Levi Bar Chama said that we go into the cemetery, also in this particular period of time, to feel like Mason and to ask the Tzadikim who were Nifter to be Mispal for us. Taisvi says that from here we have, we learn the Minig to go to the Beis HaKvaris on Tishabav. Tishabav is a Tainus Tzibor. And the Gemara asks, why is the mountain of the Beis Hamigdash called the Har HaMairiya? The Gemara answers, either since teachings were dispersed to Klal Yisrael from there, as we know the Bezdin sat in the Lishkas Hagazis, or since this is where the fear of the Jews spread to the Goyim. It's interesting to point out that some people hold that the Har HaMairiya is not in Yerushalayim, but Har HaMairiya is referring to Har Sinai. The speaker that we say here in the Mishnah should either be someone who is an older person or a Talmud Chacham or a tall and prestigious person. And we say that simply putting on sackcloth is not enough, but the key is to do tshuva. This we learn from Yaina. Any person who does tshuva but does not change his ways, in other words, he just says he's doing tshuva but he doesn't actually change his ways, in other words, he's a Tomei v'sharetz biyadai, he cannot be chayzer properly. We say that the Baal must be a Talmud Chacham in Yerushalayim, who is well respected. He has to have kids and he has to be humble. And that, just having a good voice, is not enough. He has to have more, but he has to have all these milas. The Tefillahs were extensive, and they included blowings of the Shaifer. And finally, the Gemara says that on brachas that were said in the Beis Hamikdash, they didn't answer Amen after the bracha, but rather they answered with the words, Barach Shem Kfayid Malchusai Li'olam Vaid. Tafyud Zayim. The Kohanim, we know, were divided into 24 mishmaris, 24 work groups. Each handled the duties for the Beis Hamikdash for one week of the year. They each had batei avas, and each of those handled one day of the week of the mishmar. During the day, everyone had to be careful about drinking wine, so as not to become drunk. Bisman hazeh, if a Kayan knows which Beis Av his family belonged to, for that specific week that he knows that they did the Avaida, he cannot drink wine. Since we know Bimheira, Yibana Beis Hamigdash, and it's possible the Beis Hamigdash will be established immediately, and it'll have to be prepared to do the Avaida. The Gvura Sari asks, In Rosh Hashanah we had a Machlaikas when the world was created, B'Tishrei Nivra Ha'ilam, or B'Nisa Nivra Ha'ilam. And based on that, we then heard, based on this Machlaikas, when the Gula Hasida will be. And we know that the Gula Hasida will either be in Nisan or in Tishrei. If this is so, 
Why are we worried that the Geula might come immediately? We know that it could only come in Tishrei Anissa, not at any time. So let's say a person's particular Mishmar he knew was in a week in Adar. So what are we worried about? If it was at the beginning of Adar, so Bimheri Yabana Beis Amidish cannot come till, till Nisan. So why shouldn't he be able to drink wine? So he answers, the Machlaik is only when Mashiach will come. That's possible to come in Tishrei or Nisan, but the Beis Amidish could actually be built on any day of the year. The Gemara says that a Melech Yisrael had to take a haircut every single day. The Kayin Gadol had to take a haircut every year of Shabbos. But the Kayin Hedyad had to take a haircut once every 30 days. It's interesting to point out that the reason we're not allowed to take a haircut on Cholamayid was since the Chachamim did not want someone to come to Yontav not well-groomed. So they asked for the haircut on Cholamayid to press people to take the haircut and to be well-groomed before Yontav began. The Gemara says that Stam Nazirus is for a period of 30 days. But a person says he's a Nazir, and he doesn't specify how long, but it's for 30 days. Also, a Kayan cannot let his hair grow for more than 30 days. The Halachas, that Kohanim are not allowed to drink wine, only apply to this man Beis Hamikdash. Then, if a person drank more than a Revius of wine, then he's possible for the Avaida. And if he does the Avaida, then he's Chayab Misa Shamayim. Today, a Kayan is allowed to drink wine. And Rabbi says that it's always also to drink wine Megillah's Tainus is a list of mini Yomim Taivim that recall Nisim and good things that happened to Klal Yisrael around the time of the Bayashani. All days are Asr B'Tainus and are Asr Behespet. For example, in the first eight days in Nisan, they were Mesakin the Karban Tamid. On the days of Megillah's Tainus, you also cannot fast the day before the particular day that's in Megillah's Tainus or the day after. It's also also to fast on Shabbos, but you are allowed to fast the day before Shabbos and the day after Shabbos. Since we say, Divrei Torah ain't a tzricha chizuk, and Divrei Seifrim trichim chizuk. So Shabbos, for example, where we know you're not allowed to fast, we're not machmer to say that you can't fast the day before or the day after, because Divrei Torah ain't a tzricha chizuk. the things that appear to Megillus Tainus, those you need chizuk, because they are just Divrei Seifrim, and those you're not allowed to fast the day before or the day after. And finally, we say that today we don't have the chubras of Megillus Tainus except for Hanukkah and Purim, where we do not fast or we do not make Hespedim. It's interesting to point out that Purim is stronger than a regular Indian, a regular mitzvah der Rabbana, since it was not just mid Rabbana, but it was Midivrei Seifra. The Romans wanted to asser the Jews from keeping Shabbos, from doing Mila, and from learning Tyra. And at one point they were mavatal, this Gzeira, and the day they were mavatal, this whole gzera, and the Jews were allowed to keep Shabbos, Mila, and Tara, was on the 28th day of Adar. This is one of the items in Megillus Tainus. Taisvis asks, how can we fast on Tainus Esther? It's the day before one of the two Yamim Taibim we kept as part of Megillus Tainus, and we know that we're not allowed to fast the day before or the day after one of these days. So how are we allowed to fast on Tainus Esther? It was the day before Purim. And as we said before, that the things that the Chachamim made up, Divrei, Seifrim, Tzichim, Chizak. Therefore we answered fasting in Hesba the day before or the day after Purim. So he answers, the only things left for Megillus Tainus are the actual days themselves. In other words, the day of Purim and the day of Hanukkah are the two days left, but not the days before or after. That particular Indian of, of not fasting the day before or the day after does not apply anymore. The Gemara says, even though we normally lay in the Megillah on Yudalit Adar, and sometimes we lay it before Yudalit. In other words, if Purim is on Wednesday, the people who came to the marketplace on Monday will lay it on Yudbeis. On these days, Hesped of Tainus is Mutter. And finally, the Gemara mentions some of the specific Nisan which were part of Megillus Tainus. For example, the Kanar, 
and Turyanus. This marks the end of the second parak, and at this point we will conclude our share.